welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Welcome to Survivor 41, or what I like to call Survivor 41 Too Many Twists. In an episode dominated with decisions and advantages, we watch as the game evolved into not how to survive, but how to eliminate advantages. With not a single out-of-game flashback, will we ever get back to the traditional game or has Jeff's idea board taken over? It's time to break it all down and join me on this journey is someone who is always afraid of anything that says beware, Andrew Orsi. Yeah, spooky. You are afraid of beware, like beware of dog, beware advantage. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah fear yeah. is what I feel about those things. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. So you, you were here two weeks ago and uh, lots have changed in two weeks on Little Survivor. Yeah. We were two hours deep then. We're four hours deep now. <laughs> and and you're feeling better, worse. How, how, how are you going with it? I'm still in the like, let's see what happens zone i don't know (laughs) has jeffrey overwhelmed you jeffrey himself as in hosting the show or jeffrey in terms of the decisions he's making for the game the latter (laughs) uh he hasn't overwhelmed me he has over inundated me there's there's a lot going on yeah um it is there, there there's a lot to handle and you almost can't blame some of these players for not knowing what to do because this is uncharted territory. Yeah. I read a, I mean, when I say spoiler, I mean, extremely light diet Coke zero spoiler. That was like contestants are overwhelmed by the advantages this season. And I'm like, well, now I think that was accurate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's go through it. We'll start off going tribe by tribe and, and see how they're all doing. We're, we're going to start off with Yasa, who after the tribal, Liana is pining about the non-Xavier uh, Xander vote. Uh, she wants to make big moves and she wanted to take out a big threat. She gets emotional and confessional. She came to play and she wants to be a great player. As she says, change is the only thing that's constant in this world. And I was like, damn, that's deep. I don't need to hear that, bitch. yeah but i mean i think like ultimately i think she's right i think it's foolish to not take out the person who has clear advantages sitting in their pocket when they have no vote (laughs) true well so why are we seeing liana tend to the fire at this moment well because a mysterious fucking advantage is laying right in front of her face why is this what is this why are the producers giving them free twists if you want something to happen let it happen don't force it um how did you react to this at first obviously i saw the beware because they were like look it's another advantage and so i saw beware and i was like wait xander already found that one that yeah. How do they have another idol at Yasa? Are they going to put all three of them at Yasa and Yasa's just going to talk to each other at the immunity challenge and say all the weird phrases? <laughs> and everyone's just yeah. going to think the yellow tribe has got, uh, lost their marbles. Um, but then I would realize it was something else. And 
I just, I don't know. It was one of those things where I was like, do all three tribes really need to have this? Do we need this at all? Because ultimately we spent about 20 minutes this episode on this advantage and it Correct. amounts to exactly nothing ever for the game. Correct. <laughs> and this is my problem with it. If you wanted the three people to go to this hut, then just let them pick because you're still going to get a result to happen. Um, I, I just don't know why this had to happen this way. And you know what? When people uh, start crying rigged, 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 this is giving you a reason to say that. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily think that this was some overpowered twist, although like the number of just extra votes, steal a votes, da, 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 like stop. Yeah. By, what? You're never going to know who's voting for anything anymore by the end Correct. of this season. So that's going to get confusing. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, Anna completely misses the advantage because it is pretty dark out. She heads to bed, but then Tiffany wakes up and she spots the advantage. The way I screamed of all people, could it have been a worse option? Of course it was Tiffany. <laughs> I mean, I was like, are you fucking do kidding? It doesn't change a thing. True. So Tiffany finds it with Evie and Tiffany nearby. So she shares the advantage information. Tiff opens it and it says that tonight a boat will arrive and she must sneak out of camp and get on the boat. You will be taken to another island where you must make a decision. You will then return to camp. Failure to get on the boat will result in the loss of your vote at the next tribal council. So what, what happens if no one can vote? Uh, rocks? I don't know. <laughs> it's time for Tiffany to go on her adventure and it was meant for her. She, she needed to do this. Um, Liana, she back to crying because it was right in front of her face. Will this be her million dollar mistake? Title of the episode. Yeah, this is what I'm interested in because Liana has been one of the, one of the lower end potential winner edits I've been watching. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's had the big edit of like Shan, but she's right. been on my radar. She's getting like, we're getting to check in with her strategy and the first half of her confessionals this episode we were getting like these nice little personal things where she was talking about her family's hard working and so that's why she wants to like not make mistakes but then we immediately see her a mistake so I can't decide if that I don't know I don't know where she's at I do yeah. think she has longevity in the game but I don't know if she's going to be the winner anymore yeah it'll, it'll be very interesting to see we'll move over to Ua um, and it's turn time to journey there and see JD is doing his best Ream and Wu impressions to the resident gays, Ricard and Jeannie. Um, how did you find his impressions? I thought Ream was just sort of him yelling, which and to be fair is the main character trait of Ream from Survivor, but yeah, uh, but his Wu was spot on. Yes, it was. Um, clearly, this kid has um, spent too much time watching Survivor. I don't know anyone who's like that. No, not at all. Well, Brad wakes up to what he thinks is a beach party. So, you know, while the kids are being kids, he's going to start the chores. And guess what? He finds the fucking advantage. You thought I screamed when Tiffany found it. <laughs> Literally, the two worst people to get this. Can we just please discuss how these were left? How did this happen? Listen, Yasa, I can understand. They went to tribal. Someone dropped it off before they got back. Did this happen while they were all sleeping? What? What? How did this happen? It must where, have. Where did this come from? It had to have happened while they were sleeping. Because otherwise, not that I'm saying Survivor couldn't have rigged it, <laughs> Ben. Um, but like, otherwise, then you're just dropping it in front of, I don't know. Yeah, it had to be while they were sleeping. But again, the two worst people to get it who needed these advantages, how did they get it? Yeah. 
Well, crazy. I don't know. I don't know if Brad's worse for me. Brad is uh, absolute chaos to me and it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Brad takes the advantage, which says the same thing as Tiffany. He's so excited. He's wired and he's going to dig a hole and put the advantage in the ground. Will someone eventually find it? Eh, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> JD is going to go on an idol hunt. Uh, he wants people on the internet to shut up when they say idols are easy to find. Listen, in their defense, in this episode, it was fucking laying in front of them. So you're being goofed a little bit. JD didn't come for just one advantage. He wants to catch them all. He thinks he's ass catch, ash catch them. So he is going to work, work damn hard to add to his extra vote. Um, hate to break it to you kid but having all the advantages might bite you in the ass later if your name is brad yeah yeah katie knows and thinks ricard might have the immunity idol he believes he has the second best knowledge of the game next to him he also thinks shan is smart so he wouldn't be surprised if she has it um genie has been looking and brad never leaves the shelter and he jokes that they all said it had to be at the damn shelter ha spoiler there was something there you idiot yeah. Back at camp, Shan is asking who's got the idol. Ricard doesn't think anyone has it. As Brad says, knowing full well he's got something. It's the new era because we're going to flash back a little bit. Um, we learned 30 minutes earlier, Brad and Jeannie found the idol. It is the three-way idol. Uh, now that Brad has it, we learned that he has a specific second phrase. Um, his is, I didn't realize this till now. Broccoli is just a bunch of small trees. As he reads it, he clocks that Xander has the idol too, as that as his phrase was said. Um, okay, so they had fun here. So basically, everybody on each tribe, whether they have the advantage or the idol or not, knows about it. At least one person. I mean, well, that's the thing. The problem is that nobody has kept this to themselves in any way. So the phrases right. are becoming wide knowledge. You tell one person, there's a chance that person tells another person. By the time that's happened, your tribe, your tribe just knows, you know? Right. It's it's kind of crazy because it got obviously um Luvu has not officially found theirs, but um they're aware of it. Um, or at least Deshaun is. Um I would imagine he's at least told Danny. I don't know that he's we don't know right. anything we just about haven't... alliances over there. So exactly. We haven't seen anything happen, we haven't seen it on screen. But Brad now has two beerware advantages. Is this too much power that is going exactly as Jigsaw Probes wants it to go? Um, I mean, I don't know. I think part of the problem is that Brad kept none of this close to his chest. Well, I, no. he might have kept the, the one that he got the steal about close to his chest, but he didn't keep the idol close to his chest. And the idol, hello, Brad, Xander, you literally lost your vote. You can't vote. Don't tell people that. <laughs> yeah. Because it really affects the numbers. It this, does. That, later that vote is going to matter big time. And like in Xander's case, he is lucky that the girls made a questionable decision. Because that yeah. was, he was exposed. Absolutely. Well, back at camp, Shan takes the map to conjecture where exactly this idol might be. Brad feels bad for Shan, so he takes her away and tells her about the idol. <laughs> Shan knows that she is Brad's number one, as he also shows her the other advantage. Do these really fall from the sky? Come on, Brad. What what were you doing? I know. Is Shan just like... Shan is the Shan father. Do they father. think she's dumb? No, Shan is the Shan they... father. She's got everyone snowed. 
they're all coming to her asking for a, a favor at their daughter her daughter's wedding you know i mean it's it's a lot i what i will say is we're watching shan have an absolutely masterful social game yeah it's going to be interesting because uh, again i'm going to be curious that we've seen in the past when people of faith do deceitful things and people come back and say how dare you do that mm-hmm. um it'll be interesting but i'm very much enjoying how she's playing mm-hmm. all right let's go to luvu we got brad we got tiffany now it's time to see who from blue will be going on this fantastic voyage out to sea in the dead of night Sydney is in the middle of throwing her, our dear friend Nasir under the bus telling Erica and Danny that he wants to get Danny out. We then flash back to the night before where we see Nasir and Sydney have a chat. Well, I don't know what to say, but Sydney was definitely that kid in class who would purposely fuck up the chain when you played telephone. I mean, Sydney, the way to be fair, she pre, pre, pre-show all of her preseason stuff was chaos. That's what she said yeah. she wanted. So she's doing it. The way she twists and distorts Nasir's words, like the editors are making her look villainous. Um, she thinks she's turning Nasir into a villain, but he's a production favorite, so he's going to be protected. So, girl, you in trouble. Yeah, it's, a, I don't know. I mean, it's not as full villain edit as I feel like I would have expected from past Survivor stuff. You know what I mean? They, they still yeah. are giving us enough of her perspective that I don't think she's just full on cartoon villain which is right. the way that I would have in some previous seasons expected it to go. But yeah, Nasir is also getting the like, he's not getting a full dope edit or anything like that. He is getting a lot of like, here's a hero moment for Nasir. Here's a moment where he's mm-hmm. trying to explain like, yeah, maybe he made a mistake, but he's trying to explain himself. So they're, what I will say is for those two on Luvu, at least with their little feud, they're giving them a pretty well-rounded edit. Um, however, yeah. we know nothing about Heather or Erica whatsoever. Who? I don't know. Who? This was, this was the moment where I was like, that, why did we spend 20 minutes on this advantage this episode? Because Sydney specifically, when she spies the, the beware advantage, literally goes, I, you know, it was right in the middle of everything, but I had to get up and grab it because I couldn't have Nasir or Heather get it. And I'm like, what did Heather do? You hadn't told right. us who Heather is. <laughs> exactly. So, but what is Sydney's game plan here? Why is she throwing the target onto Nasir? Does she think he is not good is she racist like what is she doing here (laughs) unclear i think she's a bit of a like wants to be a conniver and wants to create targets at all time and then i would also just be willing to bet that that is that is sydney's approach to the anyone but me strategy is i need to make sure there is someone else actively under the bus at any given moment the bus needs to be running over a person or i'm in danger (laughs) true Nasir knows that Sydney is a double agent and he is in trouble. So does that mean Nasir will find the advantage? That's what I was feeling, but <laughs> no, 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 no. When everyone is under the shelter, Nasir wants to clear the air and explains if something was wrong that he came that he came there with English not being his first language. Again, is it Nasir? Is he going to find the advantage? No, it, it is Sydney. It is Sydney, and and fuck, she picks it up, walks away, we, reads a note again, same as the other two. But Sydney missed the part that said beware. <laughs> Oopsie. She just opened it right up. Um, she has no option now because she can't lose her vote. She's going to bury her note in the ground too. Sucks to wear a bikini, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. all about mm-hmm. that, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Well, let's go on decision boat. Brad does not want to get caught when he leaves camp 
for the boat. So he literally pulls a Ferris Bueller and puts shit, including flippers and oars, in his sleeping place to make everyone think he's still there. Brilliant, ridiculous, or both? Oh, both. <laughs> it was brilliant in terms of like entertaining, like that he would literally do that and think that that's gonna fool anyone if they really go to examine anything. But right. So it was utterly ridiculous. But also in terms of TV, I was just like, yeah, I'm laughing at you. Yep, this is great. I I well immediately assume it's like Ferris Bueller. Then he obviously said Ferris Bueller. I was like, yeah. okay, glad you you you're aware of your stupidity. But <laughs> now I want to watch Ferris Bueller. What a great movie. I have never seen it. I know. I know. Great. So you know how we have a, a thing on Block Talk called Make Mike Watch and Make You Watch? Well, we're going to be watching Ferris Bueller, one of my favorite movies ever. Great. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll make that happen soon. Wow. You've never seen Ferris Bueller? Nope. I'm very like uneducated on movies in general. I'm just like, wow. don't watch a lot of them. So I've missed many. Okay. All right. This is, this is a good one to start. We'll, we'll do And I grew up with like, like some classics. Like my dad was that guy who, he was the dad who will always stop on the channel that a movie he likes is on, but it's like the same mm-hmm. six movies. Correct. My dad well, did the same exact thing. I've seen Kill a Mockingbird in like bits and pieces 1,700 times in my life. My dad, it was all about The Godfather mm-hmm. and Die Hards. Yeah, same. My dad was all about The Die Hards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, it's Sydney and Tiffany's turn to sneak out. They all reach this mysterious island with the creepy hut, and I'm really ready for Jeff to pop out and say, want to play a game? I mean, like the way he's just inserting himself all over the place. I was really expecting him to show up. If Jeff does go full rides a tiny tricycle out onto the beach at that point, I forgive him. All is forgiven. It's acceptable. (laughs) Yeah. Once they arrive to the placard, they introduce one another and get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, The note says clandestine meeting with members of the opposition. It doesn't get any better than this. You each have a decision to make. You must choose between two advantages, a tarp, tribe advantage or steal a boat but your decision comes with a risk if all players choose tarp all players receive tarp if all players choose steal a vote all players lose their vote at the next tribal council but if there is a split decision all players who choose tarp receive nothing all other players shall receive steal a vote brad wants to steal a vote um he is now very much turning into a greedy bottom of course he always he wants, wants it all he always wants. yeah he wants it all um, Tiffany proposes that one of them take it so they know that it's out there. Brad knows that Tiffany is down to four players and two becomes the majority. And Sydney thinks Tiffany can't risk losing her vote, but she could. <laughs> Tiffany, what are you doing? I mean, uh, Tiffany is clearly um, just overconfident in her everything this season. It's crazy. Oh, it's entertaining as hell for me. I love it. I love, I also. This is my secret wish for the season. I hope Sydney goes deep and her only storylines are 1v1 feuds with every single other player on the island because she's already got two. Right. (laughs) Crazy. Well, Sydney is going to choose Tarp and Tiffany is like, me and Brad want to steal a vote. Uh, Sydney thinks Tiffany is not to be trusted. As Tiffany puts it, do you want to play it safe or play Survivor? Fair. It's fair. You you got your quote. Jeff's going to steal it and put it on a meme somewhere. (laughs) That'll be in season 43. Don't worry. Brad says you don't win the game by playing safe. Um, Regret those words much, Mm man. So Brad will decide on the steal of vote. Sydney doesn't trust Tiffany, so she takes the tarp. Tiffany, who apparently doesn't like Sydney's energy, 
because uh, apparently she's an energy feeler now, is going to do what's best for her. What would you do, Andrew? Um, if I'm Tiffany, I do what Tiffany did. I tarp. You're on a four-person mm-hmm. tribe. You also have voted off two of your stronger members. You're not likely to win the challenge. But Tiffany yeah. seems delusional about her personal challenge performance, so maybe she doesn't realize this. I don't know. Um, but I would have gone tarp if I was in her situation. If I am, if I'm Sydney, I'd probably go steal a vote. Your tribe is like the golden boys of the season. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're winning everything. You're fine. You have a clear target, but like you can get an advantage here. Worst that happens is you lose your vote at the next tribal, but you already have been, done a lot of work to paint a target on Nasir. So right. for her, I'm surprised she didn't risk it. Brad is... I mean, I probably would have tarped at that point. You've already got an idol and don't have a vote. So the steal a vote is pointless. <laughs> you need to like bring back a tarp to maybe establish some trust and honesty with your tribe. Right. In the morning, Tiffany ultimately chose the tarp. So she gets nothing but gained trust as she believes. Uh, Sydney found exactly what she anticipated. And Brad adds a third piece of paper to his pocket. <laughs> Three in one episode. Yep. Too much, Jeff Probes. Too much, too much. The problem has anyone is, here's the thing has anyone found this many in one episode before i don't think so no we've seen this many played in one episode before yeah but that was by different people um the thing is that i think like the prisoner's dilemma is like in terms of survivor being a social psychological experiment the prisoner's dilemma is a great they've done like modified versions of it in past seasons especially yeah. in premieres so when it showed up in the premiere i was like great i kind of love this you know i don't know that i need two extra votes out in the world but it's fine this was a cool like risk reward right now it's like are they do- is this season 41 prisoner's dilemma like are we just doing it every episode <laughs> right and that's th- this is my problem because at this point it's no longer playing survivor it's playing against the advantages you have to, like, again, if you expose yourself and have at least one, you got a bigger target than you ever had before. Um, yes, it's because the game is faster and there's less time to use them. So you got to anticipate they're go- that they're going to be used sooner. But this just, this just feels like it's a no-win situation. I mean, to be fair, let's think about it. So the people who actively have advantages who have put themselves in trouble for it are Xander, Brad, and JD, right? Mm-hmm. Brad and JD, I think, could likely have put themselves in trouble anyway, given the level of chaos that they've been operating at just in general. Yeah. I don't think either of them would be in a much different position with or without these advantages. Xander's the only one who I think was potentially really screwed by this, and somehow, not by his own doing, but he survived it. So, True. All right, let's go. Come on in. Immunity challenge time. The tribes get the first look at the Voce Les Yasa. Um... Jeff is setting up the idle code phrases as he asks the tribes how they are feeling <laughs> and if anything surprises them. Jeannie says they don't have no rice. Jeff's ready to move on over to Ricard, but Brad is about to chime in. Have you ever witnessed like a drag queen just like mess up and it doesn't get any better and you just want to cover your eyes and run away, <laughs> but you can't because you just want to see how bad things are going to get? Yeah. That's Brad in this moment. Yeah. Um, he clearly has never taken an improv class before. He tries his best to get his phrase out 
and it is a joke. It is cringy. Yeah, the boulder is rolling down, starts rolling down the hill, and then it hits a rock, and then it hits a tree, and then it hits a stick, and then, and it's not a tree that's broccoli being small trees, because he doesn't ever actually no. say that right. So he, he adds in bushes, he says his hair is broccoli, he says a little fuzzy, I don't even know what came out of his mouth. Now, I want to be very clear and very direct about this. Does he have to say it word for word? I don't know. And we're never going to find out. <laughs> Correct. So. Like, because that could be the kiss of death for anyone who has it. Yeah, absolutely. If you said like two words wrong and the other two people said it right, now all three of you are still screwed because you couldn't say the phrase right. Right. Because you're not going to go to the next uh, immunity challenge and say those words again and think people are not going to catch on. I have to imagine that production will be lenient about the phrase. You know what I mean? I think if Luvu had found it and said the phrase, it probably would have been activated. It was, oh, this was stupid. I really hate this so much. <laughs> I understand how entertaining it was, but again, as a purist to the game of Survivor, I'm not here for it. It's really one of those things where like, Xander is now just like going to be the weirdo who clearly has something going on, even to the other tribes. Anybody who still doesn't know about this advantage twist, What's this boy doing? Saying dead right. relatives, butterflies, every single Because he's going to have challenge. to do it for a third time. Uh-huh. But it will, I will say it will be interesting for him next episode because once he sees Brad's gone, he does, he, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. Uh, because I would assume they're going to put it back in um, some random tree somewhere. They would have to in order for this to be activatable. You know what I mean? Otherwise, exactly. it's like you now have just screwed all the people who find it till the merge. Exactly. Um, now let's talk about this. Jeff then goes straight to Xander to discuss Brad's introspective. Uh, come next tribal. Um, I'm ex- listening to exactly who Jeff is talking to because they probably have an idol on Luvu. Like I, I'm going to, because again, I'm sure there's some editing going in, but I, I don't know. I really find this twist very flawed. Um, well, but here's, so here's the weird, the extra like punishment on it. That is not just the, you lose your vote forever until everybody mm-hmm. else finds things you now if if number one if all of these get found or even if just like brad and xander both stayed in they know each other has an idol come swaps or merge right especially merge because that's when they're active if they survived till then then they know who has the idol but they don't ever like meet they're not necessarily working together so now it's just like right. you had to give out the information that you would like to really keep to yourself <laughs> Exactly. It, I, listen, I'm sure when Jeff was high and came up with it, he was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. But um, in, in practice, this is not, not cute, not fun. I love that I feel like Jeff himself is writing some of the uh, descriptions of the advantages. Like when, oh, fully. when they went to the, to the tarp steal a vote thing and it was like, it doesn't get better than this. I was like, Jeff, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so there is an immunity challenge. In this challenge, one at a time, they will cross a rope bridge over water, then dig up a bunch of sandbags and land those sandbags on targets. In addition to immunity, they will be playing for fruit, and thus fruit flies. Yeah. Hey, protein. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Luva will be sitting out two people I've never seen before, uh, Erica and Heather. I don't know. Yeah, I I, uh, and I once again, I asked a twist where they added cast members halfway through. The season. I know, like uh, once again, I asked who the fuck is Heather. Um, Ua is sitting out Jeannie because oh, she's fun on the bench, isn't she? <laughs> <Ooh-ah>! <laughs> um, 
So as we have everyone doing the first part of the challenge, whether it was deliberate or fate, Xander and Brad are left alone to discuss how interesting Broccoli is. Um, so they know and can acknowledge they are on the same page. But again, is this fate or is this was this just how things happened? I don't know. I have to wonder because you also have to imagine Xander being the anchor <laughs> makes sense for Yasa. Right. Um, Brad... I don't know. I don't know that he's necessarily the most athletic out of Ua, but he's he's up there. He's strong. He's a rancher. He knows how to function, I guess. So I guess it could yeah. have been coincidence, but also maybe if he like no thought Xander would be the anchor, maybe he pushed to be the anchor. You know, I don't know. Right. And now the one thing that I do want to point out is based on I think how the how it worked, Sydney was still there. Uh, on, the, on blue. No, I don't. I think when they were talking, Blue was already ahead by that point, if I remember correctly. I, I, I think I, I thought she sure. jumped in. Okay, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, again, of course, those two have to be there. And you're like, come on, production, let's get let's get real. <laughs> but the rope bridge is kind of tricky. But I feel like I could do it. I I, could, I think I could manage that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really just a matter of like keeping a grip on the ropes to to hold yeah. your balance, you know. Yeah, I mean, everyone is doing a fairly fine job except for Tiffany. Hey, she made it. Um, she made it this oh time. Boy. She didn't get on her crotch halfway through and sit there. That's true. Uh, what a nightmare. Uh, Jeff was an ass as he gave her a 3.5 for entry as she flops into the water. Um, how she didn't hurt her back on that, I was like, are you kidding? No, dumb lady, dumb. Ua I mean, and Luvu are, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say every, basically every single member of Yasa just sort of flopped into the water. You can kind of tell that they have not had Flint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ua and Luvu are way ahead of Yasa as usual as the tribes dig for their big bag. Uh, Xander carrying the giant bag. Um, I wish he was older and gayer. I mean. He's so pretty. I know he's, I know, I know, I know you love him. I don't know what he's to tell you. He's too young. And he's yeah. too straight. No, he's a child. Well, I like this sandbag tossing challenge because it is harder because you can't do the same thing. Um, it's all different heights and different spots. So I really enjoy um, that kind of thing because you can't have the same flow. Mm -hmm. But JD is trying to be all basketball player and he is bombing. Xander's killing it and pulls them in the lead, but it's Deshaun who catches up. Then we have Brad taking over from for JD, and he nails three in a row. Did not expect that one to happen. Yeah. But in the end, Deshaun nails the fifth one just before Xander, who does get Yasa immunity, which means Ua is going to tribal, and Jeannie is kicking water bottles on the sideline. <laughs> she was pissed. She was mad. Is she pissed because they lost or pissed because she thought she could do better? Probably both. Yeah. <laughs> But again, I what do we know about GD? She makes bad decisions and she kicks things. She's a grocery store worker. Yeah, and she's got a lovely wife. She does. All right, let's go over to you and um, see what's going on. Brad is disappointed in the challenge and that Luvu didn't say the phrase. He has lost his vote and he can't even play his steal a vote either. Brad is throwing the target on the overselling, underperforming JD. Mm -hmm. JD is going to use the go to the bathroom and Shan was going to help him go to the bathroom. <laughs> Ew. Uh, but tells him to bring her water instead. And when JD gets back, 
Shan notices a piece of paper in the waist of his shorts because Moron didn't have his shirt on to cover it. He got caught. Yeah, that's... Um, JD is such a fun character, is also so clearly 20. He has all yeah. the enthusiasm and all the lack of polish of a 20-year-old. Right. Um, so what he has was his earned extra vote. With so many fucking advantages in this episode alone, this was the parchment we presume was from when he made the decision in episode one. Uh, this boneheaded move was has now forced him to belong to Shannon Ricard, and Shan no longer really trusts JD. Um, how did he, how did he do this? How did this happen? I just, yeah, I don't know how you. I don't know why you have like. Why are you just carrying it around on your body at all times? I guess that's like the spot it's least likely to be found, but then you really have to be aware of it. Like what, what sort of lapse in judgment just says like, oh, I won't double check that my advantage is super well hidden. Like, right. Confusing. Now, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't really check his shorts. He could have, if he had cargo shorts, you throw that in one of those random ass pockets. You have pockets for um, days. Exactly. As much as I hate cargo shorts, I was, that's what you got to wear on Survivor. <laughs> exactly. Shannon Ricard chat and she wants to vote JD and she means it with all her heart. And Ricard thinks there are pros and cons both ways. Ricard thinks both JD and Brad are both sneaky, but JD is currently indebted to them. Very good point. And now JD is going to get a confessional about crap hitting the fan. And that fan happened to also be made of crap. <laughs> he is down on his luck and his, this continues to improve a potential's winner edit in my eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, he speaks with Shan who wants to know why he didn't tell her. And JD says that you don't tell people about advantages and it's even worse now for him because she found out. I swear to you, the moment after he said that there were three notes from what sounded like a tuba which was mm -hmm. the intro to curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> I thought we were getting a it, joke moment. It definitely, I'm, it was I'm like not kidding. Fully, fully dope music in that level. I really yeah. thought it was curb your enthusiasm. Yeah. Larry David actually is about to just pop out mm -hmm. the bushes. He's the it, next it, advantage. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. Um, he is. I don't know. I, I feel like he is, he's wild. He's, playing like a different version but of a uh, uh, crazy tony mm -hmm. and that's why i haven't that's why i can't write him off as winner exactly because exactly tony was an exceptional winners edit and jd based on what we've seen would be as well now he's going to do something here where he's going to apologize and wants to make it up to shan so he's going to offer to let her hold on to his extra vote bitch what um, this, again, is either a brilliant play by him or one of the dumbest mistakes in Survivor history. Um, he'll get it back when he's not grounded anymore. <laughs> Here's the thing. Number one, again, Shan's social game, that she can say that. She can have someone give them their advantage to her and hold it and tell them that they're grounded and they laugh it off, that that's not like a bad move for her. That yeah. speaks to her social game. Second of yeah. all, did has he not watched... First of all, we've seen Eric give up his immunity a million times. Survivor loves that. Jeff loves that clip. Has he not watched yeah. that? Did he not watch Sandra go out last season? Did he, like, don't give up your things. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm not sure what he was doing here, but um, I, maybe maybe it's, it's, it's once you're in the game, you don't know what you're doing. It's gotta be. 
like just general, like you can plan all you want on the couch and then you're there and your brain just literally disappears. Yeah, it's very possible. Shan now realizes that Brad has an idol. She is the deciding factor in this vote. She is the swing vote. And now we get into a deep dive into the psyche of Shan. No flashbacks included. Thank God. Um, I really thought we were about to get a flashback. And I was like, if they have somehow footage of her parents' divorce. <laughs> I know. I, I was like, yeah. Uh, Shan, Shan tells us that when she was five, her parents got a divorce and her mom made her choose who she wanted to live with. Ugh. She chose her mom and her dad started crying in front of her. She felt like she let him down and she still carries it with her. It's not the same, but this feels like she's letting someone down and this makes the game difficult. Oh my God. Like, I hope she goes to therapy about this. I know. But now here's the thing. This is why I'm like, Survivor, remember, you can do this. This is mm -hmm. taking a contestant's personal story, tying it directly into the strategy, something that came naturally out of them in a confessional. Correct. We learned more about Shan, but you didn't need a cheesy flashback moment that took up five minutes. Correct. See, this is why I said after that first episode, I'm not here for it. Let's get back to Survivor. <laughs> we think we're veering in the right direction, but... Let's go to the travel council. And again, we're veering in the right direction because no fourth wall breaking from Jeff. <laughs> um, miracles, miracles. How much How much do you want to bet that he recorded a fourth wall break for every single one and the editors are quick cutting it out of the episodes before they- Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, Shan is called out for dropping her head uh, immediately as they sat. She says it's a long day and they didn't want to vote anyone out. Okay, good cover, good cover. JD is asked, who is the face of Yasa kicking Ua's ass? He says, it's him. He thought he was an athlete. He just couldn't get it done, and it's on him. Okay, okay. Ricard said he is veering toward personal alliances over the tribe's strength because he is a supervillain. I'm convinced he's going to be a supervillain. Uh, he says it right. He has to make the merge with people who actually like him. But sis, you got to get there first. <laughs> you got to get there. Jeannie is pretty dumb too, apparently, because Jeff prompts her to admit that she and Ricard have two separate alliances. I bet she wishes she had three wishes, and one of them is to take that statement back. Uh, Jeannie says that Ricard hasn't trusted her since the first tribal, and Ricard, like the sassy gay best friend he is, perks up and says, she spelt my name right when she wrote it down. Ultimate shade. Yeah. Ultimate shade. Yeah. Um, that was that was a very clear bitch. I told you I'd forgive, but I ain't forgetting. Why did she say this? I just um there's a part of me that has perceived, I know we haven't gotten a lot of Jeannie, but what I've seen of her, at least in tribal councils, because it's the only time we really see her speak, if at all, um, is that she's like two steps behind in the game of most people. Like, obviously, Brad is her ally. Yeah. What Girl, What? who else do you have? Or do you, do you think right. you have the do other you not, two? Do you not realize that one ally means you don't have the numbers in a five-person tribe, therefore you need to be quiet about your alliance? Yeah, it was crazy. Brad says you have to trust somebody because that's all you got. You say you're going to do something and you do it. And JD says that talking about trust, someone somehow, he's lost a lot of their trust in the tribe. Because he is a super fan of the show, JD is going to try to make an analogy that will get Jeff's chubby to make an appearance. He's talking about crystals and dropping crystals. And then Shan picks up the crystal talk and uses her pastor skills to continue the metaphor. And I'm like, I'm lost. 
yeah why something about it it was kind of headed in the right direction for one second and then it got confusing because it was like is picking up the crystals is that when you have someone's trust or is that your trustworthy what are the crystals which one are they <laughs> yeah um have you been practicing your analogies to acapella for when you're on survivor oh i have tons of analogies in my back pocket 24 7 oh good 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 uh, JD gets down when Shan says it's hard to pick up crystals, but put crystals back together. He believes writing down his name will be like scratching a mosquito bite. You'll feel good for now, but worse later. JD says, Survivor built him out. He was skinny, nerdy, and short, but he watched Survivor and lived through his heroes like Ozzy and Malcolm and Woo. I mean, he's literally cosplaying as them with hair and the puka shell necklace. JD knows he's saying Jeff's favorite buzzwords. He wants to do this for the kids. And Jeff is like, in seven days, he's impacted people of all ages to not fear fear. I thought that was his swan song. I, because it was the same yeah. thing that happened last tribal with Boche. He got that whole thing about like what the operating room was like and how he grew up and why he's such a hard worker because of his family. And then that was his personal content. And then they said goodbye to him. And so I really, yeah. when JD got this and Brad was not getting something similar, I was like, well, we know which way it's going to go. But um, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it is voting time. Three votes for Brad, one vote for JD. Brad is the fourth person voted out of Survivor 41. And he is leaving with two advantages. Um, let's do the burning questions. Did they make the right move to vote out Brad? I think probably. I think both are chaotic. JD is younger and a little bit more malleable. I think Shan has more control over JD than she has over Brad. Mm -hmm. um, and she knows that. So I do think at least Absolutely. for her, it's a very smart move. And frankly, Ricard and Shan are clearly the tightest duo here anyway. So if it's right for Shan at the moment, it's also probably right for Ricard. Yeah. So if Shan did not vote for Brad, it would have been a 2-2 tie. That would have caused immense drama. What do you think would have happened? Um would have been Ricard and uh, Ricard would have flipped he's not going to go to rocks not for JD yeah yeah <laughs> if Shan is really dead set on it you know <laughs> so um we've seen a lot of people get uh eliminated with lots of things in their pocket is Brad one of the worst players in Survivor history or did the twist get to him I don't think he was like great at the game but he also literally couldn't like he found advantages that he couldn't even use. So like, yeah, there's a bit of the twists, you know, there's an asterisk in terms of his competition for being the worst player ever. However, he also like told people about all of the twists. So, right. And, and that's, that's my difficulty here is like, he played bad. We saw him play poorly, but he couldn't do anything. Right. Um, so that's, that's unfortunate. And that's, and that's Jeff's fault. So I hope Brad wasn't one of his favorites. It goes back to what I said. If, if you find this is future survivor players, listen, clip this. Okay. If you find an idol or an, a beware advantage or anything that says da, 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 for now you've lost your vote. You tell no one, you tell no one. <laughs> You buried in True. a hole in the ground that is deeper than the ones that Brad and Sydney did. <laughs> you tell no one. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, going into episode four, who's in danger, girl? But let's see. JD and Jeannie are both sort of in awkward uh, 
positions on their tribe, assuming tribes don't swap, because I could also see a right. swap coming up here. Um, yeah, it could go either JJ or Jeannie. JD sort of has his fate in his own hands of like, if he can settle down, he's probably okay. If not, oops. Uh, it looks like Nasir's probably in trouble over on blue, although maybe Heather, we don't know. So Heather did something. <laughs> yeah. And Erica spoke in the, um, the preview. It's true. And then I would say that Xander, but with a hint of Tiffany, because Tiffany is always in danger, are in danger over on Yasu. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I really think um, it is time for a little swap around um, just to just make things a little more interesting. And yeah. I, I mean, we do have to believe that the, um, the uh, Uwa uh, Idol is going to be back in circulation somewhere. And I cannot imagine they would not do that. I, I, I want it to because I want to see who has to say what Brad was supposed to say and see how that <laughs> gets handled. Because I just when don't see it else working starts out. Talking about broccoli and trees, how Correct. everybody reacts. <laughs> Correct. Like the only way you can cover it is be like, remember last week when Brad was talking about broccoli, and like, yeah. well, that's like the only way I, can, I would be able to cover it without sounding like an idiot. Yep. Oh, I can't wait for the goat and astroturf. I can't wait. <laughs> that one's the that one's the hardest. That one's it. Well, after three episodes, the winner of the season is. I still I have my list. I still have Shan at the top. Yep. Feeling the Shan Uh-huh. I've got Shan. Abby actually dropped down after this episode for me because they had a really strong episode last episode and then literally dropped off the face of the earth. And that makes me yep. worry about circumstantial stuff more than winner's edit. Uh, I almost think Liana is higher than Evie for me at this point. And then JD is a dark horse. Honestly, I still can't say that like we aren't getting Tiffany's perspective on everything. So she's a very, very dark horse. And Ricard is like a solid middle ground. I think if Ricard were to win, it would be the sort of like, he's the Natalie Anderson to Shan's Jeremy. Okay. Um, I, I really, really think Ricard is going to be that bastard who's going to give you a read um, speech at the tribal at the final tribal. Yeah, that could be. That definitely could be. I will say in terms of blue, I just think that they're not complex enough. We don't know anything about them, so I don't see a yep. winner coming from it, but if there is one, it's Deshaun. Yep. Well, where can we find you on the socials and if you want money and and, and any projects? <laughs> what what where, where give us the deets. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I am at Andrew Orsi on some platforms. I don't check them all that often. Twitter is probably the best one if you really wanted to see me. Um, I guess that's my Venmo. You don't need to tip me. I don't. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> and then, uh, you can also follow uh, Black to Gold Music on Instagram. That is my acapella group. That's my big project. We are working on an album. So if you want to donate to that, I don't want to tell you the Venmo because I don't know it for sure. So just DM Black to Gold Music on Instagram and we'll give you the Venmo. <laughs> there you go. Well, thank you for being here and, and pinch hitting and, and talking about Survivor with me. Thanks for having me. Thanks once again to Andrew for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.